All right, so uh, I'm just going to be super real today, guys, uh, like super real, maybe a little vulnerable. Uh, I just feel like there's like a stirring in here um, and just feel like the spirit's like moving. The cool thing about that is like I don't think he's done moving in here yet today, uh, and I just believe that, that there is a word for every single person in here today. Like, the, the Spirit has a word for you. God has a word for you uh, that he wants you to hear today. I don't think it's all the same thing. Um, so it's going to be real tricky to see how this comes together because I think there's lots of words. Uh, but I believe if you're in this room right now, I believe if you're watching this stream, uh, there's a word for you. You're, you're met to hear. Um, I'm going to do my best uh, to give the spirit room, like we just talked about, to move uh, and to do his will. Uh, but what I, what I need from you guys is I just need uh, people who are ready to listen, not to me, but ready to listen uh, to the spirit and to God and what he has for you. Um, yesterday, actually, I heard a, a guy talk about the difference between listening and hearing. And hearing's just something we do naturally, right? Like, you're just hearing stuff. A lot of times we come to church and we hear things. Like, I would, I would bet probably 95% of us are hearers, but not a lot of us are listeners. And the difference is listening is finding that thing that's for you, is being intentional about listening actively to what God has to say to you. Because what's your expectation today? If you're just here because it's Sunday and we go to church on Sundays, I got to take this out of my pocket. Drew always yells at me because it looks weird, I guess. So I just felt it. But uh, what's your expectation on Sundays? If you're just here because that's what we do uh, and it's Sunday, it's what your family does, that's when we have our church service, like that's just, that's just going through the motions like we talk about, like your expectations should be you're here to get filled and because God has a word for you to hear. So that was nothing to do with what I thought I was going to talk about. But we're going to see what happens. So uh, uh, the I almost brought a golf club up here today uh, just to be, like, funny. I was going to hold it the whole time and never say anything and just, like, see. And then at the end, give, like, a shout-out to our golf tournament at the end. But uh, I decided not to do that. Uh, but I went, like, my last sermon, I went and listened to it, and, like, on Spotify, it's not a good sermon to listen to without, like, visuals. It made no sense. I was like, someone, if someone came across this on Spotify, they would be like, that was probably the worst sermon I've ever heard. It made no sense. I don't know what he was talking about, because I just kept saying, like, this. I was holding stuff, but you can't see it. So, uh, uh, it's kind of funny, but... In that sermon, I kind of talked about, like, we're, we're humbled by ways God has used us, but we're hungry uh, for more ways God's going to use us. And it's been cool. Uh, we've had some, like, cool opportunities just in the last, like, two or three weeks uh, from that moment that God's just used us. Uh, and I want to just share a couple. I think it's going to all come together and make sense. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but we're going to trust here. So uh, we had our camp that following week, our Nebraska District Youth Camp. 
Um, and we weren't the speakers at it by any means. We were running it and directing it. But Carly actually spoke one of our mornings. She did one of our morning services. Uh, and it was awesome, man. It was incredible. Like, our kids uh, got so much from that. And actually, Drew, our tech director, uh, did one of our morning services. And then I got to speak on Friday, our last morning service, uh, like our closing um, ceremony. Uh, and it was awesome. That camp was just incredible uh, to see the ways God moved. And uh, just like, man, it was just like special. Like what happened in that sanctuary that week was just unique to the world. Uh, it was something you don't experience Um, So we're grateful. We just got to be a part of it. And we just saw kids uh, give their life to Jesus. We saw kids rededicate their life to Jesus. uh, And it was an incredible week. And then the next week, we actually got a call, a couple calls from a couple different like youth leaders um, from different ministries uh, that just called us and wanted to sit down with us and just get like an hour or two to just like pick our brains and talk about like the culture we've been able to create uh, here and on the Nebraska district and just like how we do certain things and uh, just the ways we've seen God move because uh, they've just been able to witness from a distance and uh, through like some of them, their kids came to camp and uh, it was just like humbling to be in that situation uh, to just speak into other leaders and um, this is, this is going to come together, I hope. This isn't me, like, bragging on us. Uh, but we're, we're just humbled by those moments. And then actually yesterday, we got, we got an opportunity to go down to Kansas City uh, and just, just, like, speak to people um, at, like, an event that we were, like, like, the mint that you get when you leave a restaurant. Like, nobody was there for us, but we were just, like, a nice, like, oh, that was that was nice. Like, that was good. Uh, We definitely were, like, not the big deal there, Uh, but we were just humbled to be there and just opportunity to speak to a couple hundred people um, just about, like, being all in um, in different areas and what that looks like in your life, and it was cool because we were, like, the mint, right? Like, nobody was there for us, Uh, but, like, Carly spoke, and it was incredible. Like, it was amazing. Uh, And I'm sharing all this because here's the deal. Uh, I preached a couple of weeks ago, and a lot of you thought it was, like, really good. Like, a lot of you came up to me and were like, that was the best sermon you've ever preached. That was incredible. Like, God moved. The crazy thing is, a lot of you told me, like, your favorite parts or the parts that spoke to you, and they were parts I messed up. Like, if you looked at my notes for that sermon, none of it was in there, or I said it wrong, <laughs> right? And that's, the, like, that's not me. That's the spirit moving. The other incredible thing is uh, we spoke at that camp, and I was the closing service. I was the last thing those kids heard, and I was, like, ready. I was fired up. I was like, if there's any kid left here that doesn't know Jesus, they're going to know Jesus before they leave today, and these kids are going to be all in. And I talked to some of our kids on our way home, and I said, what was your favorite part about camp? And one of our kids who's in here (laughs) said this. He said, I love the services, man. Trent's speaking was so good. And Drew's, oh, Drew's was so good. I love Drew's. 
And Carly's was like amazing. Carly's was like the best one. The services were so good. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, Ugh, uh, I smoke too, man. I smoke too. And he said, yeah, I was real tired. I just kind of slept during that one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but man, like uh, it was incredible. Like Carly's, Carly's talk was the best talk at that camp for sure. Uh, and then yesterday, or when we talked to those youth leaders, I was like, I got this. Like, like I was ready. I had like the notes. I had the catchy phrases I was going to tell them that were going to like blow their minds, open them up uh, to all these things they could do. And we like left all those meetings and all of them, they were like, thank you so much for meeting with us. Like, when you said this, this, and this, it meant so much. And, like, that, like, spoke to us so much. And it was always stuff Carly said. God <laughs> was like, yeah, I just, I drive her, I drove her here. <laughs> so, and then yesterday, yesterday was cool, man. It was really cool. Uh, and we got done. We were, like, towards the end of the whole event. And we got done, and there was actually, like, a guy we knew there. And he came up to me afterwards, and he was like, like, from a distance, you get, like, the bro thing when you, like, know someone, they're like this. He was like this. I was like, oh, heck yeah, he's going to dap me up, and he's going to be like, dude, that was so awesome. Because I had, like, I had, like, my talk planned yesterday, and, like, the mic drop moment, and, like, it was, it was dope, which means cool for most of you. Um, so I was like, he's about to be like, dude, that was awesome, that was incredible. And he came up to me, and he was like, hey, good job, man. I was like, thanks. And he was like, man, Carly is on another level right now. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, like my biggest takeaway from this whole thing was what she said. I was like, yeah, dude, that is, yeah, she is, she is on another level right now. She is awesome. What do you think of what I said? And then, like, uh, then we had people we didn't know come up to us, uh, and they were, they were youth leaders at a different church, and uh, we told, like, a little bit of, like, who we are in our story, and um, they were coming up to, like, ask us questions about, like, youth ministry and things we do, and they were just asking Carly. Like, they were just talking to her, and they were just like, you were so, like, what you said was so impactful, so meaningful, and I was like, I am the youth pastor. <laughs> Ask me questions. Talk to me. Uh, and, like, the reality of all this, right, is, uh, like, uh, it's funny. I, like, make jokes about it, but, like, I love that. Like, I love uh, when I get to, like, speak to people and speak life to people, and it doesn't come back to me. Like, I love that. And Carly, like, she should be up here, right? Actually, you want to just come? I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, Carly is on another level right now, and, like, there's just an anointing over her, and the Spirit's just moving uh, through her in her life right now, and, like, those that have been around her and have opportunities to hear her and listen to her, like, it's obvious. Um, but I just felt like God was just, like, talking to me as I was, like, talking through all these things. Is like, hey, man, it's not about you. Right? 
Uh, and I've always known that, but it's easy when you're getting opportunities, when people are kind of like building you up, saying things to you, talking about ways you've impacted them. It's easy for it to start being about you and about your ego. And uh, just felt like God was just telling me like this week, like, hey, this is, this is a reality check. This isn't about you. It's not about you. And I just feel like... Uh, God just wanted like, me to say it's not about us. And I'm not saying that as it's not about us, me and Carly. It's not about us as a people, as a church. It's just, it's not about us. Um, and Romans, what, 12 something? Is it up there? Do you have it? This is how much we're letting the spirit move right now. Romans 12, 9, Okay. 12, 9 through uh, 13 just says this. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And we're going to talk about uh, those things today, because all that means is it's not about us. So God, we, uh, we come before you, and we're just thankful uh, for moments like this, when we can come together, God, and um, we just pray that you'll continue moving in this room, and in these people, and over this stream, God, and... Uh, I just pray we'll be a people uh, that are here to listen, not just to hear. And God, I just pray that you'll speak today, God, that uh, the words said into this microphone won't be mine, uh, but will be yours, God, and I trust you in that, and I give you control uh, completely, God. And I just pray that uh, when we leave this place here, that... We leave knowing this isn't about us. And I pray we leave this place looking a lot less like the world and a lot more like you today. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, so, so uh, I want you, those of you taking notes, write this down. It's not about me. It is not about me. And side note, those of you not taking notes, this is something that's been on my heart lately for me, too, like, I'm not a good note taker, uh, but I think we need to be better note takers. I know that's not what you're expecting to hear today. I think we need to be better note takers. I think it's something we should start taking more seriously as a church, me included. Like, I'm not a good note taker, but uh, I just heard someone say a couple weeks ago, like, a lot of us live our spiritual lives living paycheck to paycheck, living from service to service, and we're not building up, like, a spiritual savings account. We're not putting in spiritual deposits into our life, and one of the ways we do that is by taking notes. And I, taking notes helps us be listeners, not just hearers, because we have to be intentional. Uh, and I just think, man, I just think God is so far beyond time 
that things said today or saying next Sunday or last Sunday weren't just meant for that day. Like, you know, like I just believe that. Like I believe that there are things that have been spoken into my life that I need now, but I, I wasn't taking notes. Like, I don't know. I missed it. I missed ways God was going to speak to me because I wasn't listening. I wasn't intentional in my past. I wasn't taking notes. I don't have anything to draw back on. I don't have a spiritual uh, savings account, if you will. I'm living paycheck to paycheck, and I just believe, like, like taking notes and keeping those things that the moments you felt God speaking, the things you felt were important, keeping those things and having them to go back on, and in moments in your life when people need something, having those to draw from, and then you being able to tell your experience, how you felt when that was said over your life. Like, I just think that's impactful, and I think we just need to be better note takers. But back to uh, it's not about us. Man, I just believe a lot of us live our lives for ourselves and maybe don't even realize it, but a lot of what we do is about ourselves and we make a lot of things about ourselves. Um, And the reality is, like, we talk about this. Actually, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back because I feel like this is important, actually. Um, Back to note-taking and expectation and being a listener, like, I hope you guys are, are ready and have been preparing your hearts and your minds and come next week, like, expecting God to speak to you. Like, really expecting, like, I hope we have more note takers next week, right? Ready to hear what God is going to say because, like, next week's a unique week, a unique experience in that. Like, Pastor Doug has been gone on sabbatical for a while now. Like, raise your hand if you miss Pastor Doug. I miss Pastor Doug. Makes me sad, man, just talking about him. I just miss him so much. I just want to squeeze his little cheeks and just tell him I love him. Man, I miss Doug, but he's been gone. Like, he's, he's been gone, and he's been in this season and this time of refresh and renewal. We just sang about a fresh, fresh fire. Doug is going to come back with a fresh, 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 fresh fire, right? Ready to serve you and ready to speak God's word to God's people. But some of you... We'll show up next Sunday like it's just another Sunday, and it's what we do on Sundays, and we're just going through the motions, and you might miss the biggest breakthrough God has for you. So I just hope next week our expectation is higher. I hope next week we take it to another level, because the reality is, like, Doug's going to be here on another level, because... I know Doug, and I know God, and I know when you put them together, there's going to be good things, and they've been together for a while without the distractions of the world. So, like, we said on our staff, like, joking around, like, we're ready to just drink from a fire hose because Doug's going to come back with vision and goals and dreams, Uh, and that excites me. Like, that's what I'm about, but I hope you guys are ready to drink from a fire hose because Doug's going to come back with visions and goals and dreams. 
So I just hope next week we got more note takers. I'll be one of them. I'll make that pledge with you guys. I'm going to be a better note taker. I hope you will too. But uh, back to it's not about us. Uh, We make life about us. But what life is about is life is about God's calling and purpose on your life. And life is about other people. Life is about those around you. Life is about helping others. Life is about being the light to other people. And God's calling and purpose on your life is different for everyone in here. But it's the same for everyone in here, right? It might be lived out through different avenues and different ways, but God's purpose on your life is to build his kingdom. God's purpose on your life is to help the needy. God's purpose on your life is to be the light in the darkness. God's purpose on your life is to spread the gospel. And sometimes life not being about us, uh, that scripture we read talks about keeping your spiritual fervor and serving the Lord means we have to serve at a higher level. I just got a text from you that just came through, Carly. And it's a funny one, but I don't feel like I can read it because it was definitely meant for earlier. We're letting the spirit move today, man. (laughs) But sometimes life not being about yourself and living into God's purpose is we got to serve at a higher level. And that's not like, we, I preached months and months and months ago about like us taking it to another level and us serving at another level and us being more intentional and all in. But like serving at a, at a higher level in, in all areas of your life. Like, <clears throat> this is ironic, and it's actually been something I've been like struggling with this morning as I've thought through what I feel like God's telling me to say and talk about, like, This sermon's not about, the sermon's all about, it's not about me, it's not about us, and I'm going to talk a lot about me and a lot about us, okay? Because those are the examples I have to draw from, Uh, but man, like, sometimes living into God's purpose is getting uncomfortable, is doing things uh, you don't want to do, is uh, maybe sacrificing things you feel like are important or things that you need and man, like, I just believe in our country, we have, like, such this, this just, like, false idea of how much rest we need. Like, rest is good, man. But, like, us, we used to be like this. Us included. Some of us rest more than we do stuff. Like, I talked about it last time, but a lot of us go to work, get home, watch Netflix till 10 o'clock, then go to sleep. Like, you don't need that much rest. You don't. Like, you are more capable of doing things than you think you are. Okay? And I get, like, I get some of you are like, "Mm, classic young little guy, no kids. He doesn't get it. We need rest. (laughs) You don't need that much rest. You need rest. You don't need as much as you think you do for most of you. Okay? Like, Like, man, Carly and I have just, like, done like things to be intentional in our life to keep us from just getting comfortable. Like, like we, we strive, we're not perfect at this, like, but we strive to be uncomfortable sometimes. 
Because like we know when we're uncomfortable, God's stretching us and we're growing. And like God's going to use us. God's not going to use me when I'm sitting on my couch watching Netflix. I'm not impacting anyone. I'm not influencing anyone. I'm not being the light. Luca, my dog, he's already a Christian. I'm almost positive, okay? So when me and him are snuggling, I'm not being the light to anyone. He's got the light. Some of you who have watched him might disagree, but he's a Christian in my eyes. He's a holiness husky, man. But uh, Carly and I have, like, this TV at our house. This is just, like, one thing. We didn't really intentionally do it. We've intentionally not fixed it. We have this TV at our house. It sucks. It's so bad. Like, half of the screen, the light has gone out. So, like, you can watch stuff on it if, like, the right side of the screen is bright. But, like, sometimes when, like, a show or a TV goes dark, it's just black. Like, you just hear a noise. And, like, it's been like that for, like, a couple years. And we have never fixed it. And, like, we have, like, teens come to our house to play video games. When they play Mario Kart, whoever's in the bottom left corner is so mad because you just, like, if the person above you falls, your screen just goes black. You always get 12th if you're in the bottom left. So when Jacoy comes to our house, we give him the third controller because that's the bottom left. We always make sure he loses. But, like, a couple, uh, like, a month ago, her family came to our house, uh, and her sister and her boyfriend were there, and they went... Uh, down to our basement, which is where our only TV in our house is, to watch Netflix. And they came up, and they were like, yo, your TV sucks. We're letting the spirit move. I'm not supposed to say that, I don't think, but I'm not like a professional speaker. I just get up here and say whatever I feel like. So, But they were like, yo, your TV sucks. And we were like, yeah. They were like, how do you watch stuff on that? We were like, we don't. Like, we don't. Like, we haven't fixed it because we don't want to get comfortable watching Netflix every night. Like, we don't want to be down there just watching movies every night when there are people out in the world that need us. Like, some of y'all don't buy into that, but, like, I believe every time I'm out in public, God has placed someone there for me to influence and impact. But the first step of that is getting off the couch, And getting uncomfortable. So, like, we have a TV at our house for, like, when our teens come to our house. And they hate it because it sucks. It's a terrible TV. And when people come to our house, like, if you, some of y'all watch our dog for us. And we can tell because we never sit on that couch. So when we get home, there's, like, blankets and there's, like, imprints. And we're, like, they were chilling watching Netflix, weren't they? I was like, I bet that sucked for them. Like, I bet they didn't, I bet they were so mad watching their favorite TV show because they couldn't see half the screen. But like, man, sometimes life isn't about us, and that means doing things you don't want to do, or more times than not, not doing things you want to do. Right? Because it's about other people. But to help other people, you have to put yourself in places that other people are. And like, uh, I think that also just comes, this is all going to come together somehow. I just know it. But we'll see, like, I'm real interested. I'm with you guys on this ride. You're like, where's he going? I don't know, but we're going to find out. (laughs) We're going to see where the spirit's going. But uh, I also just think, like, we got to be intentional about, like, what we're letting into our minds. Right? Like, I think... I think it not being about us means, like, 
not always watching things we want to watch or not always watching things people around us want to watch or not always listening to things uh, that others listen to or like all that stuff, just like protecting your mind so that when God like trusts you with those opportunities, uh, that you're filled with good things, so good things come out. But if you're filling your mind, if your eye gate, your ear gate are filled with a bunch of negative music, a bunch of raunchy TV shows, like that's what comes out. Guys, and that's tough for us. If I'll just be real, that's tough for us. That's like, like, that's like our form of comedy that we find the funniest. Like all the TV shows that are like bad. Seriously, just being vulnerable and real up here. But like, like we've had to like watch that in ourselves. Like we're not gonna watch that because that's not that's not life giving, and not because it's not about us. Like, like we could sit down and watch a TV series and it not like change who we are and impact us. But if we're not putting life into us, we're not going to be able to put life into others, and it's about others. It's not about us. And uh, so I just think part of uh, it not being about us is just being ready to serve, being ready to take some responsibility, some ownership, and have some, like, discipline in your life, not for yourself, but for those around you, for those God is going to trust you to influence and impact. For some of you, like, God has trusted you with kids to influence and impact. But, like, if you're filling yourself with just negative things, that's, what, that's what's portrayed on them. Whether you know it or not, they see it. Uh, oh, man, and there is something I want to say, but I'm not going to say it. All right. So, Serving at a higher level. I think it also means, like, the scripture we read talks about being joyful in hope, right? Like, we should be joyful people, but we need to be joyful in hope, which means we're looking ahead. We're not looking at the here and now. Like, we're, we're supposed to be a visionary people. Like, if you want to know what a healthy church is, a healthy church is a church that's full of dreamers, like a healthy church is a church that's full of people with a vision. A healthy church is people with an imagination because I just, here's a secret. You gotta make sure nobody's listening that shouldn't be listening because it's a secret. Your imagination won't scare God. It won't. The Bible tells us God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Like, we can dream, we can have vision, it's not gonna scare God. And one thing a lot of us need to learn how to do is don't let your vision, what you're seeing now, impact your vision for what's ahead, right? Like, uh, mm, I don't know if I'm gonna share this one yet. This is a work in progress, guys, I'm telling you. Here's what I'll share. Man, we have a huge vision. Like, we have a huge vision for this church. Huge. 
However, however big you're thinking, it's bigger, I promise you. Because I know most of you, you're not as dr big of dreamers as me. Okay? It's huge. If I, if I told you what it was, it would scare you, so I'm not going to tell you yet. I'm going to wait till you're ready. Okay? So when you're ready, let me know. But it's huge. I have 100 goals in my life, experiential, influential, uh, another one I can't think of. So maybe that one's not as important. Three different, like, categories. Uh, man, what is it? Experiential, influential, relational. Experiential, influential, relational. I have 100 goals. One of them is a big, big dream, big, big goal for a connecting point specifically. I see it every day. Uh, I'll share it with you someday, but I don't feel like now's the time for that. But, uh, and we have, like, big goals for our life, big goals, big dreams, big vision for our youth group. Uh, and it's cool. Like, we have, like, a cool youth group right now, which is rare, guys. Most of the time, youth pastors don't really like the kids in their youth group. I'll just be real. Okay? <laughs> Not going to lie. Up until, like, the last, like, year or two, I didn't really like many of our kids. Okay? But, like, we have a cool youth group right now. Like, we have a cool group of kids uh, that are, like, growing, and they, like, love each other. And they, I think they like me. They love Carly, and they love Drew and Crystal. They deal with me because I'm there on the nights. Uh, but they're a cool group, man. And, like, we're growing. Like, we built that youth room. Uh, and it's, like, it's awesome. It's super cool that we built it. And, like, we're, like, almost out of it. Like, we, like, can't do stuff in there anymore. We're, like, outgrowing it, which is an awesome problem to have. But the thing is, like, our vision for our youth group is so much bigger than it is right now. And, like, eight months, eight months to a year ago, our youth group was two kids coming to our house when we lived over there. Like, two kids. <laughs> and one of them's up here still, and he's laughing at me. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that sucked, man, when we did that. <laughs> it was two kids. And, like, we knew then we were called to so much more than that. Like, we knew then God has such a bigger purpose for us than that. And, like, it'd be, it would have been real easy for us to, like, throw in the towel and just leave. Like, just to be real, we're being real and vulnerable, but, like, we didn't let our vision of what we were seeing then impact our vision for what we knew what was to come, right? And, like, don't let your vision of what you're seeing now impact your vision for what God can do. Like, I'll just be real with you guys. We get a lot of calls. Like, we get a lot of calls and job offers at other churches. I'm probably not, that's like a thing I'm probably not supposed to say on platform at the church I work at, but I'm not a professional speaker. I'm just up here letting the spirit move. Like, we get a lot of calls. Like, Doug knows. Like, we talk to him. And most of them are bigger churches. Like, bigger churches with bigger youth groups, bigger college-age ministries, more money, bigger budgets, all the good things you're supposed to look for in a job, Right? But, like, man, when we look at, like, when we get calls, when we just compare them, like, 
we just don't see the now. Like, we just see where we're going. And, like, we're like, that church isn't bigger. Like, there's not going to be more money there. Like, we know what God's doing here. Like, we know what's to come. And, like, I'm going to talk about this a little bit in our next part, but, like, that's one of the reasons, like, we're here. Like, we came here because we bought into the vision here. Like, like we bought into Doug. And, like, man, I don't know, like, I kind of have a unique perspective. I get, like, a unique experience of, like, I get to experience, like, other churches and, like, talk to other church leaders and stuff. Like, like Doug's leadership capacity is so much higher than this. Like, Doug's leadership capacity is a lot higher and better, and he's a better speaker. He's a better leader than a lot of pastors at a lot of churches, a lot bigger than this. And the cool thing is, like, like yeah, yeah. Like, I'm bought into the vision, like, Doug's going to be a pastor at a church a lot bigger than those churches. And I don't think he has to leave to do that. So, man, like, like, but that's part of, like, just the focus shifting to it's not about you. If it was about us, we would have left. Like, we... We're being real and vulnerable, and Doug comes back tomorrow, so if I'm not here next week, it's because I said a lot of things I shouldn't have said, and I didn't make the cut, guys. I didn't make the cut, but we'll find out. Today's his last day gone, so it's my last day to just speak freely, but uh, man, we would have been gone. Like, if it was about us, we would have left. We would have took a job at a bigger church with more kids, with more money, more budget to do with. When we got kicked out of our house that they still haven't torn down. <laughs> That's another moment. Spotify, you got to watch it live. Y'all are missing out. Yeah, like when, when we were getting kicked out of our house, we had two kids in our youth group. I was like, Carly, they're kicking out of our house because we don't have any results. They're not going to tear it down. I was right. It's not torn down. It's still there. We could go live there right now. Like, we would have left if it was about us. But, like, from the beginning, when we came here, we knew it wasn't about us. And, like, our focus was so much bigger than the now. We weren't willing to sacrifice the great that we know will happen here for the good that could happen somewhere else, right? Like, good things would happen other places. We could make more money, but, but that's not what we're about. Like, our focus isn't on us. And we're just, we're here for God's purpose and his calling, and we know he's going to do amazing, amazing, amazing things here. And we're bought into that vision, man. Like, we're here because we believe it, and we know it's going to happen, and we don't care if we get calls for tons more money, and we don't care if it takes us 10 years. Like, we're bought into that vision, and we're bought into God's purpose on our life, 
And I think there's a lot of freedom in that. Like, there's a lot of freedom you can unlock in your life when the focus is off you. And when you make it not about you. And when you begin serving at a higher level, when you begin being joyful in hope, when you begin buying in to the visions God has placed in your life. And uh, just two more things I want to talk about. Hopefully, this will hit on the word that everyone needed to hear. Hopefully, some of you have got it already. If you haven't, I just wasted most of my time. But we're letting the spirit move, so we'll see what happens. Uh, the next part of the, that verse talks about being faithful in prayer. I think we need to step up our prayer life, most of us. Actually, all of us need to step up our prayer life. Like, uh, man, we had a prayer night here on Wednesday night. It was awesome. Like, those are, those are like unique moments. I love them. Like, I love when people come together to just be with God intentionally. Uh, and I just think we need more people there, like more people in those moments that are willing to, like, sacrifice. Like, I get it. Like, coming on a Wednesday night is a, is a sacrifice. Like, you're giving up time. Like, sometimes you got to adjust your schedule. Gas is expensive right now. Some of y'all live far away. You need to just move closer, I think, is the key. Because houses are cheap, but gas is expensive, right? Just kidding. I just think we need to step up our, our prayer life. And one of those ways is... Uh, one of the basic ways we kind of pray, and I think we just, like, we don't do a good job of teaching people and, like, teaching kids as they grow up is, like, it's good to pray things you want. Like, that's a good thing. Like, we should pray over things we want and things we desire. But, like, more often we need to pray God's will. Like, we need to pray will verse once. We need to be more on the will side a lot. Um, Yeah. Like Jesus talks about it, right? In his prayer, we went over it uh, a couple months ago in our sermon series. Uh, but Jesus like prayed that. Like Jesus prayed, not my will, but your will be done here on earth as in heaven. And like some of us, some of us need to take that more seriously. Like we need to be praying God's will, not our wants. Uh, and I'll give you, like, another example from my life, because that's the only life I have to draw examples from. And some of y'all have heard this, because I'm young, so I don't have many examples, so I have to reuse the same ones. But uh, when we came here, we had two job offers. We had this one, one down in Texas. Again, I love Connecting Point. Don't take this as, like, me bashing it. I Hopefully that has not been received, but, like, Bigger church, more money, bigger youth group. It was a high school, like it was a church with a high school inside of it. So the youth group was like huge. And the cool thing about that was like, it was a church with an actual high school. So they had like two full-size basketball courts, a football field, a baseball field, like just awesome facilities. Um, and it was in Texas. Carly loves Texas. Nobody else does. No claps for Texas. Don't bring that up again. All right. We had two offers, man. And, like, we prayed about it. And I'll be, we're being real and we're being vulnerable today. We wanted to go to Fort Worth. 
Pastor Brad, no. I know, I'm sorry, guys. I love you guys. I'm so glad we didn't. We wanted to go to Fort Worth. Like, that's what we wanted. And if we would have prayed what we wanted, like, that's what everyone around us was telling us to do. If we would have just prayed what we wanted, I believe we would be there. And I don't think we would be living our life fully in God's purpose. I think good things would happen. I think we'd be okay. But I think we'd be missing God's calling and God's purpose. But luckily, like, like we knew what we wanted, but we, we prayed bold prayers, and we prayed, like, God, it's your will. Like, wherever you call us, we will follow. Like, wherever you call us, we will go. Because we're more bought into your will than our wants. And man, like, I can't even explain, like, how blessed we have been by that. Like, I just believe we're, we're living into God's purpose because we prayed those prayers and we focused more on his will than his wants and that we're here and not there and those are great people and that's a great church and I believe they got the right guy. I think I was the wrong guy, right? That looked good, smelled good, sounded good. Everyone was like, oh, he's awesome. But I was the wrong guy and I think they got the wrong guy and man, like we're so thankful for we're here. Like we're so thankful for the kids we have in our youth group. And I like, I was getting emotional over there before I came up. Just like, man, y'all make us better. Like, really, y'all make us better. Like, the growth, I'm not going to cry. Hold on. All right. The growth that, like, we've seen in you over the last year, like, makes us hungry to grow. Like, it makes us better. Like, the way you influence people and people want to be around you and you're just a positive light to everyone that walks into a room with you, like, we want that. Like, you make us better. Like, I, don't, I can't play, like, the name game and do all our kids because we'd be here so long and I would cry and I'm right on the edge, so I'm going to stop. But seriously, like, we're thankful we're here, and we didn't come here because of that. We didn't come here thinking our students would make us better. But God knew. Like, God's will was always that. His plan was always that. So we're so thankful uh, that we're here. Uh, and honestly, like, if I just prayed my once my whole life, I'd be married to someone else. I know. It's crazy. I I'd be married to some girl from my high school. And my life would suck, the word I'm not supposed to say. It would be rough, man. Like, if I prayed my once, I didn't know God's will. I didn't know what God had for me down in Nakona, Texas, in the middle of nowhere. I'd never even heard of. I just thought I knew what God had for me at Bellevue West High School. And it wasn't great. But it's what I wanted at the time. Like, and I'm thankful. Like, I'm so serious, guys. Like, this is for real. I was weird. I was a weird kid. I was cool, but, like, by myself, I was weird. I would, like, literally pray at night. Like, I would, like, pray, like, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. This is, like, <laughs> spirit, why would you tell me to say this? 
All right, it's not about me, so I'm going to say it. But I would pray at night, like these girls I had like huge crushes on. I'm not going to say names because Carly knows some of them, and it'll be super embarrassing because <laughs> she'll tell all you guys, and it'll just be awkward. She'll tell our kids. But I'm just stalling because I really don't want to say this. But, man, I would pray at night like, God, please let me marry blank, 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 blank. <laughs> Please, but I was, like, this is so serious. I would always be like, but God, if it's not your will, like, I trust you, but like, God, that's what I want, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> like, please, I will do anything, God, please. Uh, and I'm so thankful I included the will part and not just the want part, because seriously, like, the girls I talked to in high school, are you kidding me? You know some of them. My life would be miserable. It would be awful. Hopefully none of them are watching this. That would be so awkward. If any of you are watching it, this is not about you. It's about the other ones. But, man, I'm thankful I prayed God's will. Like, like I, didn't know, I didn't know Carly existed. And then I saw her, and I thought, there's no, uh, there's no chance. There's no chance. Still, I wake up every morning, and I think, there's no chance. I'm so thankful for God's will. Because <laughs> I know this was not what she wanted, but this is what she got. This was God's will, baby. It's God's will. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about us. It's about God's will. So, man, but for real, like, all, that's all funny. Like, haha. it's serious. It's embarrassing, but it's funny. Uh, but, like, we need to get more serious about praying God's will over our wants. Because our wants look good in the moment. But God's will is always better in the long term. That's part of being bought into the vision. Band, you guys can come up. I think I'm going to wrap up. If not, you guys will be standing behind me for a while, and it'll be okay. But, uh, man, the last thing, I think it talks about patience in affliction. And I think some of that comes from we need appreciation in our affliction. And those of you who don't know what affliction is, because it's a big word, you got to look it up. I had to look it up, too. It's okay. We're in this together. It's not about us. Uh, affliction is like suffering, like pain or suffering. So, like, just like when life doesn't go your way, like, we need patience in that. That's part of being bought into the vision, thinking long-term, not thinking in the now, praying God's will, not your wants. But, man, I think, I think sometimes we need appreciation in our affliction. Like, we need to appreciate our suffering, which sounds weird, but I think it's what we need to do. So I'm saying it. Like, if we just, if, if we were all these things, right, like, if we were living into God's purpose, if we were serving at a higher level, if we were joyful in our hope, if we were praying our, God's will over our wants, I think we would naturally be more appreciative uh, in our afflictions and in our suffering. Uh, we, would, we would be more thankful because we would understand, like, our vision would be bigger than our vision. What we're seeing coming would be bigger than what we're seeing now. And, like, we would understand that in our suffering, there's growth. In our suffering, there's victory. In our suffering, there's triumph. In our suffering, uh, there's opportunity. Like, everything you overcome in your life, you then become a testament to someone else. 
And man, like, I think some of us got to get serious about when things don't go our way, like when all hope seems lost, when there seems like there is nothing we can do, like in those moments, you have a mouth you can praise God with. Like you have hands, you can lift the name of Jesus. You have knees, you can hit the floor and pray. And some of us, our, our mindset has to shift. It's got to turn a corner. And we got to appreciate some suffering. Like, this is something we've, we've had to be real intentional about, like, the last year in our life. Like, man, we have to, we have to thank God for our suffering. Like, when I'm not good enough... When people tell me I'm not good enough, like, thank you, God, I'm not good enough. Thank you, God, that in my weakness, your strength's going to be shown. Thank you, God, in what I can't do, you can. Thank you, God, that because I'm not good enough, it won't be about me. When I'm not in control, when things are out of my hands, I have to start saying, thank you, God, I'm not in control. Because if I was in control, I would squander it. I would mess it up. I would ruin it. So thank you, God, I'm not in control. Thank you, God, that you're in control. When financial crisis or financial stress hits, we've had to say, Thank you, God, for the way you're going to work in this. Thank you, God, for the miracles you're going to perform. This isn't a tithing message, but I just feel led to share this. Like, Carly and I have, have given our way out of financial stress before. Like, we've had situations where, like, our finances haven't made sense, and we've, we've doubled down on our giving because that's the only thing we had control of. And we've just said, God, we trust you. God, thank you for the testament this is going to be. It's not about tithing. If you read the book on tithing, you would, you would do it. You would understand it. Uh, but man, like, like when those kind of stressors, when those kind of crises hit, some of us got to say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do. Thank you, God, for the example I'm going to be. When tragedy hits, some of us have to say, thank you, God, for how you're going to use this. Most of you know this, but uh, a couple years ago, I don't, I'm not good at keeping track of time, which is really sad. I should keep track of this. But a couple years ago, my mom died. Our, our mindset on that had to shift from woe is us, man. We're so miserable. We'll never be anything now. Our kids will never meet their grandma. Our mindset had to shift from that to thank you, God, for how you're going to use me in others' lives. Thank you, God, for my overcoming story. Thank you, God, for strengthening my testimony. 
And that doesn't mean there's no sorrow. Like, it's sad. We have sorrow when things don't go our way. We have sorrow when tragedy hits. We have some family members that are having some serious medical concerns right now uh, that we're going to be making a trip to go see. But our mindset has had to shift from this is the end to thank you, God, for the way you're going to move in this. Thank you, God, for the people this is going to touch. Thank you, God, for the lives that are going to be changed because of this overcoming story. Some of us need to have some appreciation in our affliction. Because if there's no test, there's no testimony. Right? You can think back in your life. I know we've all experienced it. Of moments we've been down and out, of moments we've been full of sorrow, of moments we've been struck with tragedy, and someone came in and spoke into our life, and it was special because they'd experienced the same thing. I remember when my mom passed away, I got 200 texts from everyone I've ever known about how sorry they were. All of them were empty words to me in the moment. They didn't mean anything because nobody knew. But I remember I got two texts. One from a friend from my college whose sister had suddenly passed away a couple years prior. And one from a guy in the church I grew up at who when he was 21, I was 21 when my mom died. Or 20, 21. He was 21, and his mom died away from metastasized breast cancer, which is what my mom passed away from. And I remember going through my phone and just thinking, like, man, these are empty words. Like, everyone's sorry, but that doesn't mean anything to me. And I remember getting those two texts, and there was, it was just different, man. Like, I could feel the Spirit saying, you're not alone. Like, this can be overcome. I've put examples in your life. And now, your testimony is stronger. And now, you get to be that for others. And I know it hurts. I know it's not fun. I know there's sorrow. There's sadness, there's anxiety, and there's worry. But some of us have to focus on the vision. And some of us have to say, thank you, God, for strengthening my testimony.